0: hey angels it's amy from the ford's angels podcast and vanessa we're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it and along the way as amy is
1: on this journey we will bring to you gifts that come out of it ways that you can handle your own body journey things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative and let's get to it
0: angels hello welcome to 2022 and the body reclamation series thanks for first, first of 2022 how exciting and thank you for you know being patient with us taking last week off i think it was necessary we're preaching we're practicing what we're preaching. You bet. I think it was just, oh, I don't know. There was so much happening around Christmas that it was just, we just needed a break. We needed time out. And I hope you took time out too with whatever you do. I I, I worked. So it was like, it doesn't stop, but it was good to just not have a, one more thing on my to-do list yep. um, so, and to give time. So
1: where we can control it, we should, of course. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. And even at work, they, you know, they were they they let me out early on Thursday. They were like, "Here," I'm like, "I'm done my accounts." They're like, "Okay, bye." I'm like, "Hi," not that I get let out. I work from home, so right. Okay, so update as a few things I want to update you guys with, um, starting in the new year, so that there is a uh, a sense of understanding what will happen and how things will start shifting. Um, so I'm actually going to change my name, those of you who know me know that I use grace in my healing circles, and I've decided this year that I'm legally going to change my name like the whole thing first and last because my last name is my husband's my ex husband's I don't really need it it's not something I need um I'm done with that chapter and you know, the first name, I I just, I'm ready to step into what the angels have given me and they gave me, you know, grace a long time ago. And I just never felt like I deserved the energy of grace. And I finally kind of do. And I finally am wanting to step into her power loving. I love Amy and I love all that I've created. I love all that I have done the healing work that I've done for myself and for others, the adventuresome I've done. But and I think this is part of the body series because I'm stepping into this new phase where it's like I'm have to commit to things. And when I use Grace in my healing circles, but then I'm I'm I still have Amy, it was like I'm riding that fence. Of not believing in my power, not believing in what I do, not believing in what the angels have brought me, not believing in, in the work that I do. And, and, and just, it's always like Amy's the backup resource because Amy can get through anything. And, and I, and I don't want to leave that because if I, if I hang on to the backup plan, that means I'm not fully committed, or I don't believe that I can be successful in the plan. Yes. So. And it's not to say that we can't have plan A and plan B, but it's always going to be a plan. There's like, there was always going to be success in whichever direction I go. So in me capturing and really stepping into grace is having it for myself, I think is, was the biggest lesson Mm -hmm. was giving myself grace in my process of healing of, you know, reclaiming my own body, reclaiming it's what it is and, and, and understanding that it is what it is. And I, and accepting where it's at and knowing that I need to do some things to improve it because functional, like I want to, I want to be able to go and do fun things and I am finding myself, I can't because I'm physically not strong enough. Mm -hmm. So but it's accepting that not being angry at myself for not doing the work and not exercising and not whatever I could, but I, I'm not, it is, I'm here and I'm learning this for a reason, for whatever reason that may be. And that's whether just to pass on the information to all of you or whether it's part of a bigger purpose. I don't know that yet. So you will start to see A lot of my, I've already changed over my Instagram into Grace Evergreen. And that is the name I will be going by my business stuff first. And then when I can um, get to court and change it legally for all of my name, then you'll see it change across the board. Um, You will, there will be a notification and there will be, uh, you know, I'll I'll definitely give, you know, I'll probably do a video in all of the, my social media platforms to let you guys know, but yeah, that's the plan. That's update number one. And that was kind of the big one out of last year that I finally kind of fully stepped into for this year. Number two is, so in the last couple episodes, we were talking about physical movement, about how you know the one morning when i woke up and i almost fell because i didn't have the strength or you know i'm having a hard time you know moving or whatever i realized that exercise is not about weight loss it's about functionality it's about having strong muscles and and making sure that i can live a very good well you know good life that I can go do things like adventure and go walk trails and do fun things. Mm -hmm. So I have, I went last night, no Friday night. And I actually purchased um, membership to that gentleman that Justin Augustine's subscription service. So that is my update on my progress because I feel I need to create some functional movement. I want to create functional movement in my life. I want to, you know, when I stand up, I want to feel strong. I want to feel stable. I want to feel like I can go to the store and not be exhausted and in pain by the time I'm done. Or, you know, just stepping into what possibilities and what good things it will bring me to be strong and healthy. Um, That's just phase one. And that's just, I'm just going to see. I've given myself six months. To see whether I can create success or whether I need something different that will create different success, just trying it on and seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. And only good can come from it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to use it as a tool to beat myself if I didn't exercise that day, Mm -hmm. but it's a, it's at home. It's easy. They're very quick, you know, so it's like, I can do it during lunch break and actually take a break. Right. Right. now that it's winter, I'm sure as heck not going to go walking outside because winter has arrived in the Pacific Northwest and there is snow and I don't, not a lot, (laughs) but there is some and ice, ice is the big thing because it, because it gets warm enough to rain and then overnight it freezes Mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, and so that's, that's something that I'm not willing to go risk my myself doing so that's those are my updates um i'm excited about the
1: subscription because i feel like being able to share that in the space like what it is 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 giving people kind of like a sneak uh, like a a sneak peek or like an inside look at something you know that we we sometimes don't get you know like even when you were talking about it it's like i mean we see what we see in the advertisement but the advertisement is meant for us to want it you know like what's inside What's really in there? What is this really going to do? And I think that a lot of people like and need that, you know, and so that that's the part that I'm excited to watch unfold for you is like, what's in there <laughs> what's
0: and, really in there. <laughs> and I, cause I love his social media and what he offers. So we'll see if it translates into what he offers in his subscription service. And if I vet it and I feel that it's safe for those of you who maybe have an exercise, because this is, I mean, he he claims that, you know, he has the gentle beginners, the beginners and the intermediate, and he claims that it's the gentle beginners. That's for people who have never exercised, maybe they haven't exercised in many years, maybe there's some physical disabilities, or he created it for his sister who was going through chemo at the time. So some of the movements are very gentle, but he has other, he adapts everything and gives you levels of like doing it from a chair, doing it from standing, doing it from different places so that you can make it your own and that you're not stuck with just one thing. But like the things that he was showing us doing in Instagram is like functional movements, like my physical therapist. I know I've said that before, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my physical therapist used to make me do that. But like sitting up, standing down, sitting down, you know, standing up, sitting down, you know, like that kind of movement that as people get older, what do they have a proud time doing yep. is getting out of their chair is standing mm-hmm. up and sitting down and they, right. you know, and, and so, and if you go to the gym, they're going to be like, Oh, work your glutes. And
1: that might not be the exercise that needs to be done for the functionality. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, and it's cause it's all, it's all things. It, it's yeah. just, it's all things. It's not just One muscle group, it's the functional movement of all the muscle groups working together in harmony. And I know by physical therapy that my certain muscles that I have don't fire. So when I'm standing up and sitting down, because for a while I favored one side versus the other, one muscle group on my right side does not fire at all to use it. So I need to actively fire the muscle until it becomes an automatic process for my body to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that from going through physical therapy, but, but so many people never learn that that. at the gym. Yeah. You're not going to learn that at the gym. You're just going to think, oh, I'll just do squats for 800 times and and I'll be fine. No, because even when I do a squat, I'm heavily leaning towards one muscle group on one side versus the other, because with surgery, my length of my legs are different maybe by, maybe by an inch or a centimeters, but that difference makes a huge difference in how my muscle groups work. So yeah. So we're going to see what happens. If I think he's great, I will link in another podcast. I will link his website. Once I have really started to work through it and see what happens and see what I like and don't like about it. And, you know, and maybe maybe I will reach out to him at some point and see if he'd want to come on and talk about his, his process, his stuff. So yeah, but we'll see. Well, this is a perfect, perfect
1: time for you to do this because what we're going to talk about today is exactly. Yes.
0: Yes. And I agree. And today we're going to talk about Not letting the idea of the fact that it's New Year's, like, take us out of all of the work we've done in our mindset of around New Year's, around exercise, around food, around diets, around whatever that is, and going like, you know, to the other extreme. We don't want our pendulum to swing because I don't know about you, but I'm inundated with exercise equipment and diet ads on all of my social media platforms and all of it. Mm -hmm. and I have reported every single one of them (laughs) being inappropriate
1: leave me alone
0: because it it. is
1: yeah shit that's not what I'm here for not here for the propaganda I'm not buying into it no I refuse so but it's hard it's hard to resist right like it's hard to resist because they know what they're doing there's there's psychology behind all of the things that, that we're shown and the psychology is to create something within us that makes us feel like we're being left out or we are not being left in an unworthy spot if we don't partake and uh, it's I mean it's brilliant from a psychology standpoint but for us we're like trying to combat that to be like that's all well and good let let them burn out like coming at us but we're going to be stronger than them we're going to do things with the intent of our own hearts and souls and not out of, you know, what society, quote unquote, the ad people, we're calling them society, but it's the ad
0: people yeah. are telling us. Yep. True story. Um, yeah. And so I, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. New My year, new me. Yeah. So. <laughs> new year, same me, better version, same me. I used to say it, man, but then it was like, it clicks one time. And
1: I was like, don't say that again. (laughs) That's terrible. You're totally negating every version of you that got you here. And they're the only reason why you're here. So no, (laughs) but it's tempting, right? I mean, the, the idea of renewal is beautiful. The idea of making big changes to make your life better is beautiful. We're happy. Like some of us have different cycles of it. You know, mine seems to be October, November, where I know that that's when I'm going to make big changes. And so the new year is a little bit like, not that, that interesting to me when it comes to that. But I get that there's a lot of people doing that. And there's nothing wrong with using a marker of like, this helps me know, like to evaluate and go forward in a different way, if that's what I need to. But we need to take that like BS out of it, that like comparison to other people and, you know, turning it into a physical show of worth, like we got to let it go. We got to let that stop so that people are doing things for, for a better reason.
0: And especially the idea of new year's resolutions. I'm sorry. I, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. When you resolve to do something, it means that there is a sense of failure on the other side of it. I don't I am resolved to punish my body because it's not the way I want it to be. And I am resolved to restrict my eating because I don't have self-control. Mm-hmm. How is that any way to build a sustainable lifestyle
1: or a happy one?
0: Eesh. There's only been one time I have ever fulfilled my goals one time. And that was because. And that the only reason why it happened was because I was a child and I had a father who would make us run constantly and he would drive behind us in our car. And if we would slow down, he'd speed up. Like, so in a sense, I achieved it through being punished. hmm and creating a stigma around exercise.
1: Well, and earning some sort of approval yeah. from a very important person in your life.
0: And Ouch. there is never, ever, ever been a time where I have achieved something that I have resolved to do. Now, that's why, okay, semantics, I use a lot <laughs> of the times the word intention. But... For me, when we resolve to do something about our bodies, we're in an energy of rejection. Mm -hmm. I'm rejecting how I look right now or feel. So therefore I need to punish my body into changing. Mm -hmm. That's not how we do this. This is not how you reclaim your body. This is how, this is, this is a form especially women, because women are big around this this time of year. Mm-hmm. This is a very patriarchal way of that sense of buck up and do the work and stop crying about it. Mm-hmm. You are essentially taking all the things that have created your situation and not caring about any of it And not caring about how you feel about it and saying, but you're going to do this. I don't care how you feel about your body. I don't care about how, you know, you're saying, I don't care about how I feel about my body. I don't care about my emotions around it. I don't care that I don't feel safe in my environment. I I don't care that years of trauma with my parents around my body. I don't care that maybe I was abused physically. You're taking all of that energy and saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to resolve to, to, to look better. Mm-hmm. You're negating your life experience in order for the sake of a resolution. Yeah. Well, to, for the sake of doing
1: something that you haven't been doing, right? Like, so when somebody's like, oh, this is my resolution. It's like, well, it's not like you just learned this concept today. And now you're like, cool, I think I'll do that. Why haven't you done it before? If it's that important to you, what's happening? Why is this something you have to resolve to do? That's your key. Because if you had that awareness, you wouldn't be having to sit in this energy right now of that rejection, of that, well, how am I, what do I need to improve on, right? Um, That is like very, it's laden in, in, in rejection at this time of year. And that's what, that's the thing about it is that like when somebody makes a goal in June, we call it a goal. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but for some reason in January, we, we turn it into this big, like you're you sucked over the last year and now you need to do better and prove to yourself some sort of worthiness. So here's your resolution. That's how you achieve the self-love or that's how you achieve the approval of others is by, by making this goal, wrap it all up in negativity versus if, again, if you were in June, if you're in June and you go, Oh, you know, I don't feel good in my body. Like I feel sluggish. I feel like, uh, all right, I'm going to make some improvements on like, maybe the way I eat, maybe I'm going to move some more, you know, see how I feel, take a look at what some foods might be doing. Maybe I'm eating something that's doing this to me, you know, get my blood checked. none of that is wrapped in negativity. It's all wrapped in positivity. I want to feel better. I don't feel great right now. So I want to feel better. Right. We don't do that. It's all shame and guilt at the beginning of the year.
0: And, and doing it in June, you're exploring different avenues of why your body feels that way. You're looking for the information to make you successful, meaning i.e., you're listening to your body, meaning you're, you're creating a partnership saying, okay, I've gotten this information. I see. okay, so you I have food allergies, I have food sensitivities. Okay. yeah, you know, oh, I'm lacking vitamin D. Okay, All right, I'm lacking iron. You know, I was tired. That's that must be where the fatigue comes from. Okay, I get it. So like that essence of what you explained is about accepting where your body's at, wanting to find out why it's here. And understanding your part in the process mm-hmm. whereas when you would like you said when you resolve it's out of like the shame it's out of rejection it's also herd mentality yeah. everybody's asked so what's your new year's resolution nothing
1: how many people i always want to like half five the people who are like to stop making resolutions i'm like
0: no, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in it i'm in it now do I have goals for 2022? You bet. I do have goals for 2022, but I, I'm not making them into resolutions. I haven't even fleshed them out yet. I'm still looking at it. I'm in deep. They're evolve. Yeah. I'm in deep reflection right now. And when the goal strikes me as, okay, this is what I want to do. Then this is what I'll do. And it has nothing to really do with the idea of resolution. It's looking at, where are my strengths and where are the things that I've had challenges with this year? And how can I use my strengths to help create ease and grace around my challenges so that this year's easier, so that this year's more forgiving and more fruitful and more empowered? Mm-hmm. Having a resolution about your eating or your body is not going to create that.
1: Yeah. At all, just gonna be shame, and then when you fall off that wagon, you're gonna fall off super hard. You know, it's like, it,
0: it, and it's just I, a- I get frustrated just thinking about it
1: because what happened? Yeah, I mean, people feel so so bad when they've made a goal and they and they don't achieve it, right? But again, when we make a goal and we don't achieve it, we're we kind of go into that detective mode. We're like, all right, I mean, was this realistic? Was this you know what else can I do? Was I coming at it the wrong way? I feel like resolutions you just hear the people like, "Oh, I blew it already," and they just let it go because there there wasn't real thought put behind it as a goal. It was definitely just like a like kind of like a flippant choice that was based on um what you see or the buzzwords or you know what everybody else is doing or what you're supposed to do at this time of year and How are you going to be able to manifest from a place of negativity? You're just going to manifest more negativity. You're going to create that failure that you're afraid of. Most people do truly, or they operate from a, a, a not great place and it becomes not sustainable. So you may reach your goal, right? Somebody may on January 1st go, I'm going to lose 90 pounds. You may lose 90 pounds, but you're going at it from that place of guilt, shame, rejection something's wrong with me and now I have fixed it it's not going to stay because unless somewhere along that journey you've connected to yourself as fine no matter what and as as changing the scope of why you're doing it you're just going to go right back to that negative place because it wasn't with the right mindset
0: yeah the motivation is not sustainable and you know, and even because if our you brains
1: get, don't want to be in negative
0: motivation, and even when you get if say you did achieve your goal, like you said, is it going to be enough? Are you going to be satisfied? Are you going to be happy with your body, regardless of where it is at the end of the year? Are you going to be in acceptance with what your body is telling you at the end of the year? Yeah. Or are you even going to be happy, right?
1: If I starve myself for a year, I'm not happy (laughs) because I love food. I am not going to be happy that I reached that goal because I reached it in a shit way.
0: (laughs) And, and, you know, I, I just, it's not bad to want to lose a certain amount of weight because of health. It's not a bad thing, but what I'm saying is, is that how are you going to feel? Should you not achieve it? And okay. So you're looking, I'm looking, yeah. You know, plan B, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is, is that as you go along in your journey, a lot of things will creep up. A lot of things are going to pop up. You're going to find emotions. You're maybe something happens, i.e. God forbid that, Maybe you lose someone you love and you're going through grief stages, mm-hmm. you know, or you, you know, something happens, you lose your job, or maybe you lose your gym membership because you can't afford to go. You know, all of these things in life can happen. And it's not to say we're asking for them when we are in acceptance. But what we're saying is, is that we accept that there have been moments where we are unable to work on our journey And I've only made it to here, but I'm okay with that because I see my journey and I see where I have to unpack things. Mm -hmm. Like for me, unpacking my relationship with physical movement was a big thing for me. And it still is because I was laying in bed last night going, so now that you have this membership, are you still (laughs) going to look at your weight as a number and look at this as in weight loss? I, I'm like, well, it's hard not to, but (laughs) I'm trying, (laughs) I'm, I'm not getting on the scale. I refuse to get on the scale. And even when I do, I'm, I'm, I've made a resolution to not like every two months I get an infusion. So I have to be weighed because my weight, my drug is based on my weight. So I'm just Mm going to be at a point where I'm like, you need to not tell me how much that number is because I don't want to focus on the number. I want to Mm -hmm. hyper focus on my abilities to do things. So am I able to go grocery shopping on my own or am I able to go to a store and like go shopping and just like go to target and walk around and look Mm -hmm. at things and be happy and not be in pain. Mm -hmm. Am I able to clean my house, all of it without being wrecked the next day? can I do it anyways, period, because I can't do it currently. So, you know, so yeah. I have to figure out before I start the journey, what are my benchmarks? What is, what is telling me what things will tell me that I'm achieving what I want to do. If I want to achieve functionality, meaning stronger body, being able to feel secure in my footing, feeling like I can walk farther longer so what are my benchmarks? And I need to decide, you know, what they are so that as I do it, I see the achievement. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's, oh, it's cooking. It's standing while cooking. Mm-hmm. I I can't, I I can't while cooking, I can't stand the whole time. I have to go and sit down because my ankles begin to hurt. So like, one of the things is I want to be able to stand the whole time I'm cooking. Or another thing is, is I want to be able to clean two rooms of the house together without stopping and needing a break. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you guys may think it's ridiculous, but this is seriously challenging for me at this moment. And, but this is how goals are achieved. It doesn't
1: matter how ridiculous it is. If you want to clean all of your house and it's four rooms, you have to have other goals, which is one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you know what I mean like it's very obvious that that's what you do you would do it if you went to the gym you would go and start with 10 pounds even if 10 pounds was easy for you you're gonna do 10 you know 10 reps of 10 pounds to see if that if you've achieved that
0: yeah
1: it's all good there's no judgment there sorry (laughs) I'm like no (laughs) I reject it (laughs) if anybody's picking that
0: shut up (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we have to really be realistic as what, what our goals are and what, what parameters and what are we willing to accept on the other side? Now, just because I'm willing to accept my body at every phase, at every strength at every number, if you want to get into the weight, it doesn't mean I'm not going to work hard for it. Because I think sometimes people think they need that as motivation, yeah. mm-hmm. but weight loss has been my deterrent because it doesn't happen fast enough. We're in a phase when we start working out, we need something to rapidly happen quickly for us to stay invested.
1: Yeah.
0: Weight loss doesn't happen rapidly. Right. Well, it that's happens. what we've
1: been trained to do. Yep. Is to watch the numbers.
0: Yep, and if we don't actively find other things that are goals besides that number, we quickly lose interest because we don't want to do it in the first place. We've been told we have to, so mm-hmm. that's why when when we're in this phase of accept body acceptance of every size, then. We have to find other goals, i.e., maybe it's you know some people who are still actively, you know, they're still active that can move that are a little bit maybe a little bit way more than what they want to. What's your goal besides the number? Is it you know I maybe you climb stairs and you're out of breath and you you want to be able to do stairs without being you know out of breath? Maybe that's something. Um, Maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, feeling strong, maybe wanting to build and tone like certain parts of your body and to see a physical change, then you whip out the tape measure and you start doing it that way. Um, yes. maybe it's like you know, maybe it's you have a goal, you want to l- start running, but you can't right now because your knees hurt, so you are on this process of. Maybe you start on a elliptical for five minutes mm-hmm. and then you begin to build because you're, you're working out, you're getting stronger, your body's getting more toned. The aerobic exercises is creating expansion in your heart and your lungs. And then you begin to slowly increase that time when you're on a elliptical. And then maybe you switch to a treadmill and actually run mm-hmm. and then begin to build that. You want to go hiking. Maybe you want to go climb a certain mountain that you're not sure you can do. Okay. What's the plan? How do we get from A to B? How do we get from day one to goal? And what are some of the things in between that you can actively say, these are my goals. This is how I'm going to reach that ultimate goal. Because sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with physical movement. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's knowing your body. Maybe it's knowing that, okay, when I eat this, my body reacts this way. When I, when I, you know, take an extra long bath or an extra long shower. Oh, you know what? If I wrap my ankle, maybe it'll help it feel better and I can do more so that I'm stronger and I can go longer. Maybe Mm -hmm. you find out a myriad of things about your body and about your relationship with it. As you work through things with actual obtainable goals, Rather than just like, no, I need to lose 150 pounds. To be honest, that's that's the scope. If I went at this from a weight loss perspective, I need to lose at least a hundred and some, a hundred, what did I figure? Oh, I think it's 170 pounds in order to be comfortable and close enough to my what they call your target weight, which my, I'm sorry. My target weight is 136 pounds. Are you,
1: Are you kidding me? The only time I was ever that weight when I was an adult was when I was very sick. I mean, I was, I, I had all kinds of internal problems and I looked like I was dying. What? <laughs>
0: yes, I only weighed that when I was in eighth grade, like, no, no, yeah. I'm not going to ever weigh 136 pounds. It takes in to, it takes no account. And let me tell you something, friends, this BMI bullshit yeah. is, 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 is a, is a fucking <laughs> scam. Okay. I'm sorry. It enrages me mm-hmm. because it's used as a way to shame people. It's not used some doctor decided to create this equation that has nothing to do with your physical, actual physical body. It's taking numbers, your relationship to gravity, how tall you are. I can be, I can fluctuate an inch about how tall I am, depending on, you know, what day it is or what shoes I'm wearing or what shoes I'm not wearing. And, you know, so like you, you can't tell me that this equation applies to everybody because everybody has a similar makeup. No, there are people, there actually are different ethnicities with bone structures that are larger. There's Mm -hmm. actually proven things like, Mm -hmm. like, like as for example, like, and I'm not saying this as a way to be divisive. I'm saying this Asian cultures have very slim, like tiny bone structures. Mm -hmm. Whereas people of European descent, like even African descent have huge bone structures because the Africans, especially some of the tribes, even now they're runners. They walk, they migrate. They had to move from place to place. Therefore their bodies adapted and created bigger bone structures for their genetics. Whereas the Asians didn't need to do that. They were more fishermen on the ports, on the water. So they didn't really migrate they stayed in one spot. Their bodies didn't need the level of bone structures that maybe Africans did. Mm-hmm. So there's actual science that there are people out there who have larger bone structures depending on their ethnicity.
1: Right. Well, and I love to that they always forget to be like, Oh, but your muscle to fat ratio matters in your BMI too because if if you have a muscular body, I know what my body looks like at 155 with great muscle because I was in the gym all the time and I know what my body looks like at 155 with no muscle tone. The body looks very, very different, but guess what? I am very healthy at that weight with the muscles. Yes. So you can't tell me that I'm overweight because I'm not. But You can tell me that I'm unhealthy when I don't have the muscles, right? But that's not what's happening. That is not what's happening whatsoever. So you could be a person that has like, even if you haven't worked out in a while, maybe you don't lose muscle as fast as other people. I feel like I'm one of them that when I get back into working out, I see like, it's like my body loves it. It's so, it's so excited and it happens pretty quickly, right? Right. That means that when I'm sedentary, it takes a while for that to change. So that weight is no longer It's just not valid. The weight is not valid as a measure of my, of my health.
0: And like, I used to be that way until I got sick. Now I'm the opposite. I, if I don't consistently every day, move my muscles and work out, I atrophy all the work that I did in physical therapy took less than a week for me to lose. Crazy. So I have to constantly work muscles to keep the strength. That's why old people with rheumatism, they're all, that's why they quickly decline and are in wheelchairs very quickly. So-
1: There's two different scenarios right there. Right. And it's just two people out of the millions, billions in the world. So- Fuck a BMI.
0: So (laughs) when when the doctor breaks out that BMI thing, (laughs) you just tell him to shove it up his ass. You say- seriously i have there's been, tell us about I, it i know and record it so we can watch it put it on tiktok because i'd love it um i would i would i would heart that thing i would like send it to the academy awards because i would be like this is it this is the moment but but it's like yeah and i and i just you know and what what people just uh, that BMI shit triggers me. I'm sorry. I'm still bad. (laughs) I'm just, no, but it's, I mean, it's so valid. and, and And the reason I
1: think it triggers us is because of that, that, that empathy that we have for other people because of how we've felt and how the discoveries that we've made by actually looking into it and being like, wow, I felt like shit for no goddamn reason. This sucks. I don't want other people to feel this way. I'm pissed that the people that we trust, which is the medical professionals are doing this to us that's not okay
0: and I I get triggered because it's being used to shame teenagers Mm -hmm. and young girls and young boys Mm -hmm. I mean I can't you know boys are men have a very different makeup than women do and they seem to just they just miss a meal. Like the other day, Frenchie, my friend, Frenchie said, yeah, he says, I really haven't felt like eating. He says that I'm dropping weight, like, flood. and I'm like, fuck you. I don't want to hear it. Stop. I'm telling me you about Literally. your, your yeah. weight loss because you missed a couple meals. Shut
1: yeah. up. Metabolism. And again, probably evolutionary, right? Because of yes. being the hunters and all that kind yes. of stuff. It's probably evolutionary that their metabolism, but like y'all ain't hunting anymore. Even up. Yeah.
0: And, and the fact that, well, and if you want to take that the next step further, and I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, but I'm liking it. If we take it one step further, Vanessa, and we think women had to bear the children, mm-hmm. so they needed more energy, i.e., fat on the yes. body, in order to bear children. Mm-hmm. That's what it's in. That's how our bodies are intended to work. Is that the women are naturally a little bit more plump. Because of the fact that we have to endure creating life. Within yeah, we have body. to hold
1: on to our nutrients and hold on to everything longer. Because right. it's
0: passing through to a right. baby. And we may go through a time of starvation. Or we may need those reserves because we're not adequately being fed. Or there may be a time of famine or something. And, and so our bodies are like, let's save it all. Right. And we-
1: is it Because we're the, we are the people who without us, the world, I mean, well, without everybody, but like, we are the bearers, right? Like we have, even if you are able to bear a child, if you are not healthy, you will lose the child. And, and like that can, that dies off the, the population, right? Like, so these things have to run in that way. And, you know, it is a good rabbit hole to get down because I think, again, like a lot of people don't think of it that way. It's so very basic the 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 thought process, but when you get into this deepness and you start to really wrap your head around a lot of different concepts, even if you don't run with them, you know, like even if you're not like going into a weight loss journey with that in mind, it's like just having that knowledge and and kind of broadening the horizons of ways our bodies are. Uh, I think allows people to turn inward a lot better. Because it's like, oh, I don't really know, right? Like if there's all these other possibilities of what happens in a body, then I guess I'm going to have to figure out my own way, just like you would anything else, right? Like, like figure out your own way to do something because you can't figure it out the way somebody else is doing it. It's kind of that same concept. So I feel like bringing all this, thing, all this stuff in gives people food for thought to say, okay, you know, I still maybe want to go on that journey. It still may be for me that I need to lose some weight because i there's something going on with my joints or my organs or something like that. And it is about health. How does that, how can I put that in a scope of health instead of in a scope of number on the scale? What does that mean? What am I looking for? What parts of my body need this and why and connecting to that. So that the scale isn't as important as the whole reason that you're doing it. Like if you feel better every day, then you're doing it. But if you're not thinking about feeling better as your motivation, you'll completely miss it. To be honest, recently I said to myself, wow, you haven't really been as tired lately. And I was like, damn it. Like (laughs) I was not in awareness. I have no idea why it's different. None. Like, Damn, like I've lost something about being healthier that bothers me because I want to hold on to it, and I'm damn sure I'm probably going to find it the opposite way. But like, <laughs> do something and be like, oh, well, I guess that was the thing. But to me, that matters. You know, I want to feel good. I want to feel feel differently because I've been in both places, feeling great and not feeling so great. But that means the way I look at everything is very different you know, and I want that for everybody. I want people to think about the food that they're eating as, as medicine for their bodies versus, you know, just like an evil or good thing, you know, or like fat or non-fat. Like, I don't want people to be thinking about those kind of things. I want it to be like nourishment for my body. I want to feel this thing makes me feel better, you know, and it makes it easier for me to, maybe drop the weight that is hurting my knees or my ankles or my heart, you know?
0: Yep. No, absolutely. And I think that too, and I love, I love all that you just said. I just, it's like, I want to encompass that in just a like a long statement and just put that out there. But when we can use the idea of feeling better as just the motivation it's when we feel good it means our bodies feel good because yeah. and mental health wise too Some he, i know i know that when i exercise i am clearer mentally i can problem solve better my emotions aren't all over the place mm-hmm. i feel more secure and more like clear minded um I also know that my with exercise my the the effects of the diabetes and and the RA is different. Like I know that when I do that, and that's motivating to me. Once I start, and then when I start to feel better, and I start to feel like my sugars are under control, and that I feel like I'm clearer, and that I can do things, and I have more energy, and all of that, all of that matters. And don't. And, and the other thing is, is that all that you just said, there's a reason why I'm not going to tell you guys what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to eat. I'm not going to tell you what exercises to do. I'm not going to tell you anything of that nature because reclaiming your body and understanding it, you will, and, and seeking its knowledge, you will begin to know what it is your body needs itself not because I've told you that this is your quick fix in 30 days, lose hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. I am not telling you that because it does not, what I do for me may not apply to you. Maybe Mm -hmm. you are a person who doesn't metabolize muscle very fast. Maybe you are a person that can hang on to that. Whereas for me, I can't, I don't. And there's different things about me and my diets and I have different sensitivities than you do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe like, you know, Vanessa and I are vastly different in our, in our foods and our whatevers because we've taken the time to understand what our body is telling us, what our body needs. And your body angels are going to need something a lot different than both of us. Maybe, maybe, Maybe you want to be gluten-free just to be preventative because, you know, the wheat and the the wheat of now is very, it's genetically modified to grow faster. And it's lacking the nutrients of a typical, you know, the old, the wheat of old, but, yeah. you know, maybe you decide, you know, you feel better when you eat certain foods or don't eat certain foods. Mm-hmm. And that's your journey, and for you to figure out. I hate to play th- place the onus back on you and not give you this 30 day quick fix, but it's true. Yeah. Nothing it's more
1: sustainable. Is- this way. Like when you know yourself, you don't have to keep doing this. (laughs) You do it one time really. And then it just kind of evolves over time that you, you continue to stay in that. No, you don't have to continuously do it. It's not hard. I've really like, it's not hard. Once you get to that spot of understanding and awareness and taking all of that stuff out of there, it is not hard, but it's hard at first because we're, undoing everything that
0: we know. And I know everything about my body down to what constipates me, what doesn't, what helps me be unconstipated, Mm -hmm. what, you know, when my body needs stuff like, yes. Okay. uh, You want to talk about unhealthiness or sugar, can't eat sugars. And No, that's a misnomer is that we've been told as a kid, it's bad for us. Now it's not great for us. but in large quantities, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, having a, 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 mo- a very modest amount of sugar is not going to wreak havoc unless you're a severe diabetic and you would die if you're not the diabetes is under control. It's a different story. However, I'm looking at it from the aspect of like, for example, I know when I need a like a Coke because I'm getting that headache and there's a headache that comes that only me taking a leave and having a very tiny can i mean it isn't a full bottle it's one of those seven ounce cans of coke is going to help me avoid the pain later on mm-hmm. i know that and so therefore when my body when i feel it like i did this morning i was like oh it's coming i feel it in my head i feel it in my neck and i feel it in my shoulders. Mm-hmm. and and I was and I wanted to bypass it because I have stuff to do and so I did but and I could sit here and lament the fact that I had a can of coke and that I had sugar but I'm not going to because it served its purpose and I'm going to move on and burn the energy like we have to also look at food as not the enemy we have to look at food as what does my body want and need versus good and bad like some people wheat is toxic most people um but some people don't have a problem with gluten and that's okay Mm -hmm. and some people you know certain foods will do certain things and that's okay but we have to discover let's go on this path of discovery let's discover what it is about us that our body is saying I need more of that and less of that.
1: Yes. It, well, and I, I, I think I was thinking about one, but one client in particular, and this is years ago. I remember asking that question too, like, what does your body want? It was like, I wake up and I want a donut. I'm like, like, <laughs> does your body want the donut or does your mouth want the donut? You know, like, what, what happened, what is happening from that? Because that, you know, there are foods that are less healthy for all of us, right? Like we know this, that if you have a diet of McDonald's, it's not good for you because the food is not nutrition rich, right? But people will tell you, well, that's what I crave. That's what my body wants. And it's like really hard to get into a different space And I get it. And that's, you know, like when I'm working with somebody who tells me something like that, I'm like, okay, we are not even in elimination phase yet, because you can't do it. You know, like your mindset is, is we haven't shifted you yet. So how we, how I shift people, you know, is like, well, what can we add? Like, what's it, what's something that's nutrition rich that we can add to your, to your diet right now. And slowly, but surely, and I've done it myself, like, your diet shifts over time because you do introduce new things and you do feel differently and you want more of it. And the psychological starts to come in in a different way. But I get it. You know, like there are people that heard that statement and probably said the same thing as that client. Well, my body wants a donut, so I should give it to her, right? (laughs) My body wants it. And it's like, like that's a slippery slope, right? That that, That easily leads to people staying on their, on their, um, nutrition deficient path because the psychological isn't really there yet because right. there's, there's, there's the disconnect between, are you tasting it? Is it your emotion eating it? Or is your, your body wanting it? Is your body going through some sort of, um, like withdrawal, right? Like I've been through sugar withdrawal before I've felt it. I've been like, oh shit, yeah, like it hurts. Like I'm like, oh my God. Like I'll know. Physically painful. Physically painful. Exactly. But I'll know what it's what's happening, right? Like I don't go running for more sugar because I'm like, oh, I'm doing this again. Like (laughs) it's almost like any other addict, like, well, I don't want to go through this again. So I then consciously go forward and do it differently and make sure that I'm monitoring how much sugar I give myself because I know that happens to me. Right it's, it's, it's hard, but it's individual. And I think that that's really the thing that we're just trying to nail home. And for everybody to understand that, that this is individual, you have to know yourself and you have to know your patterns. You have to know your emotions. You have to know like your digestion. You have to know what has happened to your digestion because of how you've been eating for however long, what changes are going to happen what you're going to feel like when those changes are happening. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that it's not as easy as just listening to somebody on a podcast or just as easy as watching somebody on TV or even going to your doctor. I'm going to be honest because we just talked about what happens to the doctor. So
0: (laughs) I I love my physicians, but I've already set my boundaries. They know the notch down on my weight. They know, they know. I I do not discuss it with anybody uh, because I don't want their opinion. I know what it's going to be, and I don't need to hear it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, it's not helpful. It's way bigger than just I need to eat and exercise. Way bigger than that, and they don't realize it because they're not in tune with it. But anyways, let's not go down there again. Um, And I agree. And it's not. And here's the thing: is that just because I know I need that combination of food doesn't mean I do that all the time mm-hmm. now I also know how hard it is sometimes with the easing of fast food and delivery because I was in the pandemic I am probably a DoorDash queen <laughs> and I every restaurant knows my order and knows <laughs> when I come across that they're gonna and it's not it's not pretty so what I started doing in response to what you were saying is to begin to shift was even though, like, even if I would order out or say, for example, I would have, I, I, I made myself make one meal a day because it was a while where I was eating DoorDash afternoon and night. Cause I was like, I ain't cooking yeah. but because of the depression. But when I was able to stretch myself outside of, okay, I can do one meal, even if it's eggs and toast whatever. Yep. I said to myself, you need to eat one green thing a day.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: and no seriously, I think Yeah, you know, that's how that's, that's what, what I'm saying, like add it one thing at a time.
1: One like, thing at a time.
0: It's fine. <laughs> for a moment, that was huge for me was adding one green thing a day. Now because McDonald's doesn't have veggies like there's no yeah there's no veggies on it but like really like right. <laughs> really right. not enough so and like i listen cuz there are times my body's like oh i can have a salad and it's my my body's way of saying i need more good stuff i need more nutrients i need more yeah. x y and z so it's it's a knowing that knowing what my that my body does feel better when i eating my greens and and i you know, I allow myself to choose like, okay, if, is it a, you're eating a cup of green beans. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Good. Wonderful. I don't care if you yeah. have butter on it. Fat's right. good. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't put anything else other than butter, and a little salt, but I am not a cheese on my broccoli fan. <laughs> so um, don't put cheese on my broccoli, but <laughs> know, sometimes when I would order out, I would try to order from restaurants where I could get a salad or Mm -hmm. as a side, or I could get like broccoli with my steak and potatoes, Mm -hmm. you know? So we have to understand a, why we're eating what we eat. I know I sat here the other day and ate like probably 12 different, um, pieces of Hershey kisses. Like, because I was, I was just stressed out. I was an emotional thing. It's emotional eating. That's why I try not to have certain things in my house, because I know where I'll go with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's all about learning who we are, what we are, our tendencies around food and our tendencies around exercise. But we begin any journey with a check-in with our bodies. We have to know what it's, what it really is asking for. Our bodies are never really going to ask for unhealthy things. And if you're like, my body wants, you know, a donut. A or, donut. Yeah, like, no, that's you. And <laughs> your brain masquerading as your body going, give it to me all. So I stay yeah. back and I can stay safe. Right.
1: So Or even just tasting it. I miss, there's food I miss. Yep. I like cheesecake. Oh, I want to eat cheesecake a lot, but I'm like, eh. You know, uh, that's a once in a while thing because I don't like how it makes me feel. Yeah. I still love it. I still want it. I still feel like I could trick myself into thinking that my okay. body's asking for it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it needs uh, sour cream or cream cheese. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> you just want the friggin' cheesecake. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it really, there's there's lots of shifting that goes on. But I think, you know, the point we're driving home is that what you're hearing, what's in your face, what's in your advertisements, what's in your friend group, what's, what's all bombarding you is for other people. It's not for you. Yours is individual and you need to sit with yourself and, and really connect to the psychology of your feelings and your desires and your goals in, in the ways of feeling better emotionally, physically, and in your soul versus looking better on the scale, looking better in clothes, feeling like, you know, you're not the the heaviest person in the room or whatever negative thing is coming on.
0: Yeah, totally, 100%. So I hope that you're not making any resolutions this new year in any category, whether it has to do with your body or not. I invite you to create goals for the year and goals with a heavy level of acceptance of where you end up at the end of 2022. Now go look at your astrology, go, go, go find a chart, go find your horoscope, go. um, Channing Nicholas does a year in review for your sign and your rising, go find it, purchase it. Really. It's worth it. Go look at what your year astrologically is giving you energy to do and you use that to help you with your goals. And, you know, one of the things this year, again, I'm working on relationships. I'm like, fuck again, but I'm also working with my, um, my relationship with my, whatever I'm putting into the world that's big for me this year. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, and I start to think, you know, remember that, remember that thing I, I told you guys long time ago where I said that one of my, my secret like desires and dreams to do was be a public speaker. Well, I realized the other day that, and this is important because this connects me to my body and its physical abilities in a different way. There are, there's a company called me, we, and they do all the psychic fairs in the Pacific Northwest. Like they do multiple ones a year and they encourage you to give a talk to help promote your brand, help promote yourself and your connection to get people connected to you to see who you are and what you are, and what you're going to do. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I pictured myself on the stage as I am now, my physical capabilities. And I'm like, I couldn't stand up there for 30 minutes and talk about something. And I thought, well, shit. I said, okay. The only thing that's standing in the way for me and doing what I dream secretly of dreamed to doing my whole life is me and my physical ability. And it's not because of my body's fault. It has nothing to do with that. It's life. It's circumstantial. And I know that it's just another facet in what I'm learning to become a better version of me. So now that I've recognized that, now that I know it, I have to use that as my motivation. I have to use the idea of, of succeeding and spreading my light, my joy, my passion with what I do to the world and helping others, even if it's for that, just those 30 minutes or, or five of those 30 minutes, I need to be able to show up. Yeah. And any given time too. Yes. Right. Any given
1: time. That's great. And
0: so I, so a lot of my motivation has shifted from the rejection of my physical body and needing to lose weight to the idea of creating a sustainable life in a way that I can be healthy, very into my late, my later twilight years of my life, but also to create strength and wellness to do something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And when I achieve that, then I can look at what's the next thing. hmm What's the next level? Where do I go from here? So it matters your relationship with your physical body matters, not because of weight, not because of its size, not because of its whatever, but in how you can serve it. And then in return, how it will serve you. We have to give in order for it to give back to us what it is we desire. But we have to consider it. It's like a human, you know, we, other humans, we love them. And when we love them and they love us in return and they realize and they trust us that we're looking out for them, that we're going to listen to them when they're having an issue, i.e. when my body has a pain or it has an ailment, that I'm going to listen to what it needs. It's called trust. And there is an energetic trust between yourself and your body. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're creating is that trust. You're saying, body, I'm listening. I'm hearing what you need. I'm hearing what you want. Let's do this. And it realizing, oh, she responded to my signal of distress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm going to work with her now that we're moving, we're being fed properly. I'm going to be in ultimate shape. I'm going to support her and her dreams and existence in this world by being at my peak health. Mm-hmm. But I have to listen first. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do the changes. I have to be aware of what's not right and how I'm treating my body and how I'm treating myself because it's always served me. Even in its dysfunctional form, it's always served me and it still does, but not in its optimal form, not in the way that it could, if I listened, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's on the other end of an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And now I've had the big epiphany of how I'm treating it and amusing it. Now I need to do the work. I need to repair. I need to listen. Listen and the understanding it's the only abusive relationship you could ever change right is the one with amen. yourself
1: amen
0: so with that i don't want to it's know what your solution is and i i don't want to hear any resolutions. <laughs> i want to hear what, what 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 you what would you like to manifest into 2022 what would you like to bring into existence or work okay. on bringing closer to you yes so we love you and we're here to support you and whatever process you're in. And yes, thank you All for good. sharing mine. Thank you for being present with mine. I have never thought that I would be doing this so publicly, but <laughs> there so it is. <laughs> here it great. is. Here okay. I am. <laughs>
1: the real we're missing that in the world people are calling for it they want the real so we're getting it yes
0: lots of love to you and if you need us you know where to find us again remember look for amy hedman or grace evergreen one of the two i promise this dualistic gemini nature will end here.
1: my god you know you're like the epitome of a gemini right now <laughs> I
0: know, right I am, i am so anyways we love you guys and we'll Bye. see you next week all right love y'all thank you for joining us on freud's angels
1: we are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us
0: to continue the healing connect with us on instagram at freud's underscore angels and on facebook at freud's angels Please subscribe to the
1: show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center.
0: And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.